Hello, everyone, and welcome to Next Off, a Victory Briefs podcast. I'm Lawrence, joined by Chris and Jacob. We are a podcast discussing all things Circuit, Lincoln, Douglas debate. We publish new episodes every other week, and this is our eighth episode where we'll be discussing the compulsory voting topic as it's played out so far. Before we discuss the topic, we just wanted to remind our listeners that we have a Google form linked in the description where you can submit feedback or suggestions for future topics. And there's actually a few that we're going to get to soon. Finally, thanks to Victory Briefs for sponsoring this podcast. Victory Briefs is a summer debate institute and publisher of debate materials, which you can learn more about at victorybriefs.com. All right, we're going to discuss the topic as it's played out and some of our thoughts on it after the short break. All right, in our main segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the compulsory voting topic as it's played out so far and give some thoughts about trends in the topic and like where it's going and where it might improve in the last month of debating. I haven't really judged too much on this topic, but Jacob, you have. Um, what are some like big trends that you've seen in the topic so far? I think the the one argument that just exploded onto the scene has been populism. There's a, one key AF article that I think I've heard in maybe over half of all rounds. This is Malcopolo and 20 evidence that's just like compulsory voting is key to solve populism. It's got three or four different reasons. And then every app has their own spin on that. Be that just be populism in general, populism in the US, populism in the EU, I saw populism in Japan. Uh, all of them seem to just be taking the populism stance and running with it in one way or another. Yeah, that seems right to me. So like, not only is Harker reading several variations of the uh, populism math, so like one's just like a straight up hedge good version of the populism math, one's just like a liberal internationalism good version of it, but like they all center around indeed that one article and a quick perusing through the wiki just shows literally everyone is reading this. It's incredible actually. The thing that's kind of strangest to me is like, I think still the most popular app for populism is the US which is really strange to me. Uh, I, I don't know, is that, is that what you've seen? Like are most of the populist maps been US specific? I think you're probably right to say US specific has been the most popular if I had to guess. Yeah, and the, and the reason that confuses me, so not only in the initial TA did Marshall think that reading the US app like wasn't the greatest because it links into every K, um, but also like we we're like really close to the election and the 2020 DA, like as silly as it is, it does seem like a real threat against the populism app. Because it's really unclear to me how the app solves if, you know, Trump goes for the second term. Um, and so I don't know why the app is just like spotting the neg, the 2020 DA is like coordinate ground here. I almost agree with all of that. I'm, I guess, more skeptical than you are about the quality of the 2020 DA. I don't understand what app, even defending the US, would ever reasonably say the app happens prior to the 2020 elections. Just like think for a second how like incredibly weird and dumb that would be to roll out like a entire new like change to our voting system that probably has to happen either like through some like broad series of ground up movements or like an amendment to the constitution itself in the course of like a month. Like right. literally no one, no one says that's a good idea. I'm sure none of the app authors suggest that. I don't think any app would ever reasonably be required to defend that. And so any app that's saying that they do the thing before the 2020 election should just lose to, that's really stupid. You shouldn't change the voting procedure after many people have already literally voted. But my understanding is a lot of apps are biting the bullet on that. Uh, yes. Um, the part uh, that I agree with from Lawrence is that most of these US, US apps seem terrible and underthought out. Uh, and so I think that uh, they probably are biting the bullet on things that they have no reasonable justification for doing. And one thing is, is like you said, there aren't authors that think that we should do it for the 2020 election, but they're like are, but like, you know, from 2019 or like early yes. 2020. <laughs> yes. And they're just right. citing them and like defending that. And you're like, yes. 
Yeah, but also going back to Jacob's point about thinking about this in light of the real world, not just would it be logistically impossible, but I think there's a really good case to be made that it'd be really destabilizing and horrible for the country, right? Trump was already trying to delegitimize the election if the entire way the election was run was changed 30 days out. I think uh, we'd have some problems. How would you even get that done? Like write a oh, bill, well, you could. an enforcement mechanism, hire the people in 30 days? It's just like, it's you, so you actually couldn't, bad. first of all. And second yeah. of all, it's actually, I think, illegal. There's a judicial yeah. doctrine that you can't change the rules of an election too far out from the election taking place or too close to the election. And votes are already being cast, right? So it's like yes. definitely too close to actually change election law. If the app is like strategic and like does not spec, let's put this in 25 days before the election, then the other problem is, is like, it is really going to be hard for the app to say that like they solve populism broadly when, you know, if, if the neg is just correct, that Trump wins the election anyways, right? And so like, I don't know why the app is like shooting themselves in the foot uh, in that sense by reading the US app, because it's like Trump messes with the app one way or the other. Um, and it just seems weird that the app, like when specking a plan, would spec into the one country where this is just like the hardest thing to solve. It's just like bro populism broadly. It's right. just a lot of inflexible debaters, I think, doing the thing they're familiar with, even when it's just like incredibly unstrategic. I've judged a lot of USF, USFs, and not one of them has convinced me that there's any value in specifying the US. Almost all of them look like this. It's the same non-US specific generic claims for compulsory voting working, like this Malcopolo article that's not even in the context of the US. And then with like US specific internal links and impacts tacked on. Either that, or it's a card that will like nominally, nominally say the US, and then mm -hmm. the warrant will be like, it worked in Australia, so it should work in the US, and it is therefore requiring some generalization from other countries anyway. It, I have it, seen zero apps that have any good argument for like, we need to talk about the US specifically to have you know, education of value on this topic. Yeah, it's it's way harder to rebut those arguments in a general sense than in a specific sense, right? There are decent cards out there that say most or a, a larger proportion of non-voters would vote for Trump than vote for Biden, for example, or vote for Republicans than not. Uh, mm -hmm. in the context of the US, whereas like in a general sense, it's really hard to, to rebut the, the generalized evidence about populism. And the one other thing I think that is really bad about the USFs is for the same reason people are doing it, like, oh, I'm familiar with debating US specific topics, is mm -hmm. it also just means that like the neg gets all their like US generics. Like I've seen plenty of like set colon afropeskes that really shouldn't apply nearly as well as they do to like democracy in general, but the apps as I defend the US specifically, and then they get to make, read all their like US specific links and stuff anyway. Like you're giving the neg more ground than you're giving yourself by doing this. Ostensibly, the reason you would spec into the US is you're like, I want to avoid picks. But like, I don't know, there are just like way more picks about the US that people have been reading, like paired with Knet benefits that like are artificially strong, like because they spec the US. Like the natives pick, like don't force indigenous populations to vote. Like not super compelling against the sort of whole res app, but like paired with case specific links about the US, like artificially becomes way stronger. It doesn't seem like picks are particularly competitive in the first place. Like this is not one of those topics. Like we had last year with some very absolutist topics like eliminate fossil fuel subsidies or nuclear mm -hmm. arsenals where the wording like eliminate seems to pretty clearly grant the neg obvious fit ground. Like if some fossil fuel subsidies should be kept and then eliminated. This topic isn't like all democracies must have compulsory voting. It's just like in a democracy in general. And so it doesn't strike me that like a pick out of one democracy be particularly competitive to begin with. And so it seems like the apps are running scared from a non-existent threat. It, it, like I just couldn't envision what the net benefit would be that the app doesn't have some built-in answer to, right? Like what is the generic, like what is like the reason for like insert X democracy in Europe should have compulsory voting that isn't, you know, 
that the app doesn't have a built-in answer to because it's just like generally this is why democracy have compulsory voting that, that is offense against the pick like strong offense too yes because um, because there's picks about countries which like i don't know i haven't seen too many of them um pop up but again i haven't really been trolling the wiki that closely but i have seen, been seeing a bunch of picks about groups um like those are just everywhere in my mind so like the natives pick has just been like read by so many teams but you also have like random subsets of like uh, different conscientious objectors pairings, like different religious opt-out pairings and stuff like that. Things that are like questionably Which, competitive, but like they're they're everywhere. Yeah, and those things, I feel like the app should be relatively resilient to as well. Like my understanding is where this has been implemented, there are generally sort of carve-outs for those kind of groups. Like it just seems normal means to me. Yeah, I'm with Chris on this. I, I feel like anyone who's just like read a decent number of articles on compulsory voting, even just like thought very hard about the topic would recognize that like, obviously the app doesn't have to defend literally everyone votes like trivial cases, like children shouldn't have to vote. And mm-hmm. then any group like, you know, in Australia, for example, they have exceptions for various things. Like, there's no reason why the app has to defend versus whatever random pick the neg wants to choose. It, it suggests to me either that debaters are just like running to what sounds interesting without reading the type of literature first or just like very intentionally ignoring the, the, the like quality literature on the topic because like the cards from the app, like there's a plenty of good app cards that it will just say straight up, like compulsory voting does not mean literally everybody votes. The one pick that I saw that I guess probably is competitive would be the like only for first time voters. Like in that case, you're essentially picking out of a large majority of all people. Yeah, uh, sure. and I, I think that probably goes well beyond the grounds of like an exception to the rule. So I'd be willing to say that one's probably a competitive pick. There's a few other picks that are competitive depending on the choices the AF makes. And the AF has in general been making bad choices, I think. Yes. So like state and local picks, referenda picks, those kind of things, uh, depending on the answers you get in CX can be competitive. And I think AFs are not being super strategic in their choices there. Um, so there are some things, but most of them are within the control of the AF to, to deal with. Just USF not too long ago that specified the federal government when I think the, the best literature in the US context is that the authority rests at the state and or local level. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you wonder whether these like apps that are claiming to be more specific have actually done any of the topic research in their specific area. <laughs> like they, they all just seem like <laughs> every app I've judged on this topic that has been hyper-specific has just convinced me that there's they have not actually done any increased research in that area and have just taken generic cards and given it like a superficial spin in a way that mm. just seems both unstrategic and not, not particularly like theoretically justified. Like, why are you doing this? It's not even better for your education. Uh, this is us being a related issue though, which is specification seems to be pretty popular. Um, I think, you know, a lot of negatives have a lot of these strategies that seem like we were saying questionably competitive in the first place. Like they've cut bad picks that don't really compete. And so you also see a lot of spec because they need to get the app to concede artificial mm. things <laughs> to get their ground. And so I've seen a, Oh, a lot more specification shells than I would care to, to have judged. Yeah, spec groups, spec enforcement, spec punishment, and like every other wiki doc, like for the NAG, yeah, it just has one bad. spec shells somewhere in there. Yeah, I think actually to a certain extent, I think it's probably overboard, but to a certain extent it is understandable because there are a number of sort of choice points that the app has that does meaningfully change negative strategy, I think. Like some apps are being more sp- smart and circumspect about what they're saying compulsory voting is or being super broad. Unless you know that, like the obvious strategies change. Um, and so apps that are just being shifty, I think that's kind of fair. It does matter what kind of punishment there is, I think, uh, for a lot of next strategies and counter plans. Yeah, so the other shells I think have very little ground to stand on, like spec of democracy or spec which mm-hmm, groups mm-hmm. it applies to. 
uh, it strikes me that the negative is trying to gain ground that they really have no entitlement to in the first place. Like, oh no, you didn't get to read the Norway pick or the, the pick out of like conscientious objectors. But that's because those aren't key arguments against compulsory voting in the first place, right? Like you're trying to get access to stuff that most authors in the topic lit they aren't like really germane questions for compulsory voting. The enforcement mechanism is the one where like, I at least have some marginal sympathy of like, I can see how this is relevant to like actual arguments the NEG should be making. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I just have you know, sort of very strong general disposition that the app is correct when they say like, look, specs infinitely aggressive. Like there's no real obvious threshold. Like even in the context of like just enforcement, like did you just have to specify that it is a fine, how much the fine is? How do you even right. specify that when in the app plausibly applies to a lot of different countries where there's different like levels of GDP and so forth um, per capita. And it, it kind of seems hard to even draw a coherent line for like what counts as specifying enforcement sufficiently for the negative. I imagine probably the best neg push on this should really just be substantive of like, well, look, if you set it too high, then you punish people too much. If you set it too low, then you don't increase turnout, something like that. And then just sort of push the F one. If you're too vague, then we can't know if you solved. A yeah. And I think a lot of these specification arguments also become more reasonable, oddly, the more that the F does specify. So if the app is reading, for example, a US app, but then won't answer whether there's a fine, I think that's pretty <laughs> indefensible. And I think it's been happening. Um, or, you know, a US app and then won't say what kind of elections it applies to. I think that's super relevant for the negative pushback on as well. So the more generic the app is, I, I guess that's probably true, the less sympathy I have, which when the app specifies some things, but then not other things that are, you know, not that wouldn't be beneficial to them, then I think it becomes totally fair. I think you just read like T and spec and the app is in an awkward position because if they mm-hmm. they harp too much on why specific education is good on the topicality flow, they shoot themselves in the foot on spec and vice versa. Right, exactly. So other than the US app, which I do think is occupied sort of most people's top app spot on their wiki page, what are some of the other big apps that you've been seeing? So like, I haven't seen too many whole res apps, but I have been seeing like a decent number of like just random country apps. Like India is a big India's one. big. Mm-hmm. Um, and like New Zealand and stuff. I don't know, you got thoughts on these country apps? I mean, I think most of the things I was griping about about the USF seem to apply equally to these other countries. Like I judged a Japan app that did not have a single card that referenced both compulsory voting and Japan. It's just like the Marco Polo cards plus a bunch of Japan as populist cards. Uh, ditto for the EU app that I saw. Um, India is the one app I've seen that had like a lot of specific cards for it. But at the same time, most of the warrants end up being turnout is key in one way or another. Uh, and so that one is at least, it got the most claim to specificity of the ones I've seen um, where it's got like some superficial spin on a relatively generic scenario. Yeah, like that India app, like there's a solvency advocate card, which is just like, I like this really, I like this Australian author's view of compulsory voting in Australia. Let's just see how that applies in the Indian context. Literally like, so many of them, even yeah. when they are battle one country are just like, look at Australia or some other country and then citing the same things that the app is claiming aren't applicable. Like I remember judging the India app and the app is just like, oh, India specific only. Like if, if these cards are true in general, but why would they be true in India? Just don't look at my cards too hard to realize that my cards all think that you can generalize to India from other countries. Um, yeah. And debaters just love this, like, like my cards passingly say the word United States. So prefer them over like good empirical study that doesn't specifically say the United States as if that's just like the end all be all weighing arg. And, with, and never with any particular reason why like the U.S. is fundamentally different than other democracies or anything like that. And it's just like, ah, they say the word U.S. Gotcha. My cards are better. Like imagine like being in a poli-sci class and like telling that to your professor is the reason for like why your paper is really good. <laughs> like you should exclude all criticisms to the contrary. Um, yeah. <laughs> real educational. The India app, it, it, 
is even funnier to me because like when they're like exclude all the neg cards like it, it turns out there's like lots of neg cards on india specifically mm-hmm. um but they are literally just referencing the exact same neg studies <laughs> that they claim to exclude in the first place and yes. the only difference is like some blogger just like took those two two things and put them yeah. together they're yes. like that what that's the threshold for specificity so the other type of app that i've seen although not as common in the sort of like upper echelons but like pretty common in sort of middling levels are the apps that like claim to do something not structural, but just like pass a very specific package of policies that they like think are really good. Um, and so like you, I've seen very variations that are just like weed, you know, compulsory voting to like get X political party out of power. Cause like they'll go throw bombs at someone or like, I need, we need this to like get warm, like anti-warming po- policies passed and stuff like that. I, I don't know. These like seem very silly to me because they're just mm. what, like what stops the neg from just being like oh like you think x package of policies is good like let's just do x package of policies yeah just um, completely devastated by the advantage is. counter plan just too easy there's also a lot of versions of this advantage counter plan that i think can be a threat right so if it's specific policies like we need to get pro warming legislation passed you can counter plan to do the warming policies but also given that the af has this view of democracy it's basically just like democracy is this sort of impediment we need to overcome where we want these policies but we have to put it through a vote so let's just like rig the democratic process to get the policies we want the negative is less beholden to a particular policy and can just like more transparently rig the process like i judged around where the app was very much what lawrence was describing where it's just like well the u.s needs to get warming legislation passed so let's get more young kids to vote so they'll vote for warming policy and then it was just like what if only young kids could vote democracy <laughs> should explicitly give extra weight to young people like yeah that solves better and the answer should be like this is super undemocratic you're like explicitly excluding hey, hey. the elderly there, but, there are some good, not not quite that far, but there's some good research uh, articles out there that say votes should be weighted by expected remaining life. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and like <laughs> the, app, the app just takes the L. Like, what do you say when you've already said, yes, democracy should be skewed in this way? Yeah. And the next, like, yeah, let's do that even more. And the app has no defense of like democracy is good. So you're just going to lose to that. Or like all of their defenses of democracy being good are justified solely in terms of their ability to pass the policies that they want to pass. Right. And so again, like no footing to stand on. Now I, I, I will say like, I think this app was like a little bit more popular earlier on. And then like people started realizing that like, oh, like then they can just like advantage counterplan out of this in a myriad of ways. But I do still see it around. And it's just because like, I think a lot of kids who are like first getting into like reading policy arguments just like gravitate towards, um, you know, just, like the, like, the, like least amount of steps necessary to get to an existential risk scenario. They're just like not thinking sort of, this topic is not about passing any particular policy. It is about the sort of structures of democracy. Like how do we organize democracy? I think that very much describes most of these problems so far is just like kids who are used to doing like cliched policy things, trying to find the most cliched policy things rather than the sort of best political take on the the topic or really any deep engagement with the literature. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that being said, on the flip side, I also judged a few like more whole res philosophical apps. And I also found that those like did not convince me that they'd really deeply engaged with like the philosophical literature on the topic either. Like I remember judging more than one Kant app so far that has had this mm-hmm. like free rider argument in it, which I think in the abstract is a good argument. Like, yeah, everyone, you know, has to vote because it's unfair if like you don't do your civic duty and rely on everyone else too. And yet not one of those apps has actually had a card saying voting is like an example of free writing or not voting that is uh, it's like they, they, you'll see like a ripstein card there's like in the abstract free rider problems exist and are a problem vote f and then 
you're just like waiting for like the, the topic specific link. Cause there's like good neg cards out there that are like non-voting is not free writing. All you're doing is like hurting yourself if you don't vote cause your interests aren't excluded but that doesn't harm other people around you. And like any of these ass would lose to a neg that had cut like a single topic card saying like free writing doesn't affirm. No, that being said, none of these necks have actually cut topic cards either. So like the app ends up winning these mm-hmm. portion of these debates. But like n- neither the like more LARPy or more philosophical apps I've seen have convinced me that they've like thoroughly researched compulsory voting in any <laughs> meaningful way. It's unfortunate because like I remember, you know, I, I said on like, two separate occasions, like compulsory voting, great topic. But like as it's playing out so far, like I, I don't know, I might be rethinking my initial thoughts on this. And it's part of it is related to like what Nail said a few episodes ago, which is just like the sort of meta of the game has changed enough that the sort of arguments that made compulsory voting so good in 2013 are just like not the arguments that are prevailing in the meta in 2020. And as a result, mm-hmm. this like topic just ends up being, I think a much worse version of it than it was originally, which is like so sad. Cause like, there's so much good democracy literature out there. Like I had, like I learned a lot about like why democracy might be valuable, why it might not be, ways in which we could organize democracy. Um, and there's like tons of really good literature on this. It's just like not getting touched because everyone just runs straight towards like, ah, oh, like you cause nuke war and the end. Yeah, there's, there just seems to be so much hurting in terms of what people do. They do what they've done before and they do what everyone else is doing. And no one is like willing to go out on a limb and do what makes sense. It's very yes. odd to me. I think that uh, it really shows. Like I, I agree with Lawrence. The, the literature on this topic is great. I, yeah. I enjoyed cutting cards on it. I think there's a lot of good like you know political f- philosophy. There's a lot of good political science, a lot of good empirical studies and stuff. And I've not judged a whole lot of debates that involve like deep engagement with those cards. I've actually judged a decent number now of like larpy circuit kids versus like lay debaters and it's often just kind of sad how like incapable of answering like the generic uninformed voters nc people are and usually like if they win it's just because like spread them out or something and then you feel mm-hmm. bad but yeah i've been i've been kind of un- unimpressed with the the ability of kids to actually research the literature and sort of demonstrate an understanding of the topic in the round the thing that i think most shocks me is they're just like, oh, this like literature isn't interesting. But like, I don't know, like if you if you take a look into the sort of democracy literature from an effective altruist standpoint, from like the future generation standpoint, like there's tons of literature that is just like, mm-hmm. we need to bolster democracy because it is just like the best sort of decision procedure that serves as a bulwark against bad policies, bad politicians and stuff like that. And there's just like deep economics literature about how democracy works. There's like deep political science literature about how democracy works. Like I listened to a whole podcast. It was just like, here's a list of all the existential threats facing the world. And like near the top of that list was just like democratic backsliding and not because of like its ability to pass any individual policies. They just think it's like a really good decision procedure. And so there's like lots of literature about democracy's decision procedure that is like really foundational to X risk literature and the effective altruism community. Like the same places that people cut cards from for their like regular new core impact scenarios. And like, I just don't get why people aren't carding that. Like there's lots of good stuff there. Yeah, I think people have gravitated to the wrong existential risks. Like, if you saw this topic and thought elections DA, I think you got the topic wrong, very yeah. wrong. And probably just your whole view of debate wrong, for that matter. On the one hand, like, it does seem like on a topic about voting is the one that, like, makes the elections DA the most relevant. But on the other hand, if you, like, look at what the literature is actually about, no one mm-hmm. on the after the neg on the compulsory voting topic is writing about any particular election because they realize that's not what this topic is asking. Yes. I'm talking about neg strategies for a bit. Uh, I think a potential relatively unexplored area for the neg is just like 
There's so many good in-depth counterplans out there. I feel like the best netground on this topic should probably involve a counterplan most of the time. There's so many, there's so many angles too. Uh, like if you want to talk about like the right to abstain or you know freedom, then obviously you have various counterplans like financial incentives instead of coercion and stuff like that, or simply removing barriers to voting rather than actively coercing people. Good counterplans to go with that. There's a lot of counterplans that just sort of like change the procedure of democracy in the first place. Like I think the best counterplan I've seen in this topic so far is Lexington's sortition counterplan. It's just like lotto. Um, right, like things that sort of like you could cut a lot of cards and have like a long counterplan shell long. I've seen a, a fair number of like counterplans that have the right spirit and like a card to them, which is like in the right direction. But I haven't seen a whole lot of one at sea that are sort of like structured to defend, here's a good counterplan versus compulsory voting. And I, I would like to see more of those. I judged like a quadratic voting counterplan at camp that I thought was pretty interesting. I wish I would see more stuff like that. All right, well, we still got like a month left on this topic. Where do you foresee some of these debates going? I mean, I'll start with the first one. Like if I had to predict, there is going to be a mass exodus of people defending the US app as the election draws near and people are going to run away to even smaller country apps scattered all over the world. Yeah, uh, I like the half where you said mass exodus from the USF because that should happen. <laughs> um, I unfortunately think you're also correct about debaters looking for other random countries where they can do the same thing without linking to US stuff. There's already like really small apps uh, just like scattered across Eastern Europe, like the Pacific region. Australia, Japan, New Zealand. Oh yeah, Australia. I can't believe people are still reading the like Australia should have compulsory voting app, but uh, that's kind of a random aside. Yeah, I haven't so seen like that. I, is that a thing people are doing? Yeah, they just like read it with the uh, like the greatest conceivable being stuff. Oh, um, I see. I see. Yeah, and they're just like, haha, this is the status quo. Yeah, so people are like retreating into like these different regions and like I don't know, like for, for a larger school, like it doesn't seem inconceivable to put like one debater per country and just like actually get a case in a gal. But for like literally anyone else, like I just see an even larger explosion in novelty debates, which are like already pretty prevalent. I imagine they are going to be a lot more to it ours as like people read smaller and smaller countries. And to me, that's like actually kind of interesting because like the average West Coast judge who like is very anti novelty is going to be like, get over yourself. It's the USF. You should just debate it. But against like, the New Zealand app, like you lose a lot of this sort of like, come on, you could have predicted this and prepared against it, uh, sort of ethos that you get as the app. And like all of a sudden, Nubility becomes way stronger of an option mm-hmm. to an R. So like, uh, is it worth it to do that as the app? Because like, sure, you get some superficial specificity, you avoid the USDAs. Now T is just like an obvious threat. Yeah, I mean, the Loyola tournament was a West Coast tournament, and Strake won that, reading Nebelty in at least semis and finals, and probably other points in that tournament too. Um, I've judged Nebelty in a bunch of elims, and I think uh, it it was a three O F once, but most of these rounds have been going pretty decisively negative. And just like beyond the general things, I think always make it a threat. You're like your generic limits, and you know, look, this is in the topic arguments. Again, just like on this topic. I don't understand what persuasive argument the app has for this, like, we need to access the topic literature when, like, all the topic literature is about compulsory voting generally. <laughs> like, the, the neg could just, like, forget limits, forget semantics, and just be like, look, there's so much more and better literature on compulsory voting as a concept than there is on compulsory voting in New Zealand or whatever the hell. Like, in terms of depth and quality of literature, there's no contest. Yeah, I, I was like... I was like uh, looking through someone's 1AR to an evil T and like the fourth point was like, no literature is in the context of compulsory voting in general. We got to have it US specific. And I was just like, this is a lie. Remove this from the 1AR doc. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, because like, if someone said that and the NR was just like, I'm going to concede their argument that this is like topic literature outweighs everything and just like straight turn that for six minutes. I just want NR to be like, look at your AF. Every one of these AFs has <laughs> solvency cards that are not specific to their country. And even the ones that pass on the are are referencing other countries. Like I have not, again, I have not seen an AF that convinced me that there's good literature on any country that comes close to the quality of the literature on like compulsory voting from like a policy 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 perspective. Yeah, I, I hope the next went on T because this is just more, more truth in general on this topic. Yeah, it, it, it like really harkens back to the nukes topic episode we did, which is just like, I, like the main reason for specking is just like avoids picks, but like A, on this topic, like picks are inevitable. People are going to read picks no matter what, but mm-hmm. your perm do the counterplan arguments become less and less convincing the more and more specific you get. Yeah, I feel like just like whole res and just stick to your guns on perm do the counterplan seems like a much better strategy versus picks. I don't think there's any particularly A, competitive and B, strong picks on this topic compared to like like the fossil fuels topic. And I think it's just like a bunch of debaters got too used to being afraid of tiny picks from like topics like that and are now running to the margins and topics where they clearly don't need to. I feel like some of the docs I've seen have been like really impressive. Like people have actually done lots of topic research. The cards are high quality. Like they're from really good journals and they like actually do like delve into the, the warrants of like studies and stuff like that that really do show how compulsory voting like shapes the incentives of voters, like how it changes their decisions, uh, stuff like that. But I would say that that is a vast minority, like vast minority of the the docs that I've come through on the wiki. Yeah, so I'm I'm really not sure on this. I actually don't think much will change, to be honest. I think once a new topic comes out and most of the big tournaments in this topic are through, I think people will kind of ride it out. Is my guess, to be honest. The other major complaint that I've been hearing is like, what is the neg generic that just isn't like some version of the Freedom NC? especially against like a lot of the more big stick ones. And on the one hand, I'm inclined to think like, just suck it up, read philosophy that is like actually a good literature base. And on the other hand, I'm inclined to say there's like not too much of a generic, like you should just cut counter plans to solve all of these apps. I don't know, got other thoughts about like where negs can go in the future? I think the people who are saying there are no neg generics are people who decided that the topic was about their plan before actually cutting cards. Um, because the idea that there's like not neg literature, like have you cut cards on the topic like yes there's so much literature on both sides yeah like there's there's versions of the like the freedom and see that are not particularly philosophical in fact probably the better ones are not very philosophical the ones that are just like look people get pissed if you make them do trivial shit like the people who didn't want to vote already and you make them like waste a day of their life showing up to the ballot or not a it's just like sort of like bad and like a simple system extents but also like they cast you know wasteful ballots and then it undermines like the legitimacy of the government people are less incentivized to become politically informed there's a good terms to all these sorts of things there is just like the uninformed voters make bad decisions like a million flavors of that right like they're more likely to vote for the top name on the the ballot that's often a male candidate they're more likely to pass bad policies and whatnot Uh, like you said a million there's a lot of whole res counter plans yeah that's that's a big thing too like like Uh, lawrence there are counter plans you can read against every app on this topic yeah i'm not sure why counter plans don't kind of the generic i think counter plans are some of the best generics on this topic it's just the thing that you don't have is like great hyper-specific disad scenario. And like, yeah, it's just not the good ground of this topic. I'm sorry. And that's like, the flip side. There's so of, much good in that ground. That is the flip side of our complaints about the apps too. Like there's not a ready-made big impact scenario for the app also, which is why a lot of these apps don't make sense because that's not what the topic is. And so of course there's not an egg this at its core because that's not how this topic is. It's just not the literature is. I guess the last thing to say is probably uh, November, December will probably go better in these regards than September, October has because, you know, the federal jobs guarantee is a bit more of a, a 
policy leaning topic than than has been um, compulsory voting. And yeah, people I, who are just constitutively incapable of debating things that are not just like simple policy arguments will at least be able to make good arguments on that topic. I independently think the jobs guarantee topic is very good, but I also think it is a better fit for the way people are debating the season. If you hold how people are going to debate sort of static for what the topics are, which seems to be the case for me, um, from my experience. Yeah, I agree with um, both. So actually, you know, going into this topic, we, you know, we talked about how, how much we liked it. Um, how well it went last time. I think I gave it like a B plus, A minus or something like that as a topic. After actually seeing it debated, what would you give it? I would say it is an A plus topic in theory and has been like an A minus in terms oh, of- That's still debate. pretty good. Like it is, it is still relatively clear, relatively decent cards um, compared to a lot of topics. Um, so I'm gonna say A minus when it could have been A plus. I'm not sure if it's an A plus topic, uh, in theory, A at least. I so I've not judged as nearly as many rounds as Nails has, but based on the docs slash like just conversations about the topic, B plus at best maybe. Um, the Nukes topic was way better, but this is also like a million times better than standardized testing. And yeah, I think else. in general, this the two topics for this year are very good compared to an average year. Um, through this point, at least. Agreed. And I think we're going to talk about the new topic um, soon. So, All right, cool. Uh, let's call it good. And when we come back, we'll do our conclusion. All right, that's our episode. Hopefully this was helpful or at least informative um, as you think about how to prep the remaining month of the compulsory voting topic. Um, and remember, please submit your episode suggestions, mailbag questions, or feedback with us at the forum that's linked in the description. Thanks again to Victor Greece for sponsoring this episode. It's been a while since we've done an episode, so uh, a lot has changed, and also not that much has changed. I'm still locked inside, but there's been a lot of new like shifts in the media landscape. And so in terms of a recommendation, uh, my recommendation this week is a game that's called Among Us. Now, almost certainly you have Heard about this game. It is uh, the new Twitch streaming sensation. It has replaced Fall Guys as like the sort of number one thing to watch. Um, and Among Us is a 2018 indie game, which is basically just mafia on steroids. And I think the reason people are really liking it now is because it like simulates human interaction <laughs> in a virtual environment and gives you the opportunity to murder your friends um, and then lie to them about it, which is uh, real fun. Uh, I've played it a few times. Nail says he hasn't played it yet, which is, uh, we need to get you to play Nails because it's like, yeah. this is a game that you would thrive at. It is like, there's like, it's like to some degree Avalon, but like a yeah, little Yeah, it sounds bit. like Secret Hitler, Avalon. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's like all social games. deduction games. I'll have to take yeah, a look at it. Good. It's really hard to play against people who are experienced. Like when, when everyone first joins, like everyone's bad at the game, right? Like everyone does like the very simple stuff, which is like, uh, you know, kill someone next to someone and then just like accuse that other person of being the killer. Um, and then like split the vote 50-50 sort of thing to try to like ease it up. And like everyone thinks that's big brain for the first couple of games until you realize it's like actually a horrible way to like cause misinformation. Like instead of trying to falsely accuse people, like your goal should be to limit how much information every other player has so that everyone is playing off of each other. And then naturally misinformation will sort of seep in and there'll be uh, like false- It sounds like pub quiz to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you've never heard of this, Chris. Like, this is everywhere. No. Um, my my latest game obsession has been much more solitary than than either of those. Have you heard of Outer Wilds? No, I've not. Ooh, this is my favorite game I've played in quite a bit. It is 
a game where you take your little guy in a spaceship um, taken off from a planet, you're in a little solar system, and you are caught in a time loop of 22 minutes. And you have to figure out like what is going on that is causing this loop. And every time 22 minutes is up, you start over or you die, you start over. And it's just beautiful and uh, kind of a, like a haunting, haunting game. It's really good. Cool. That's our episode. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>